we're sticking to that. Yep. Even when it hurts. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, so we had really great guests last time. We had yep. Cindy Giuliani. Mm-hmm. Um, we had part one of her uh debut on the shooting straight <laughs> podcast which we're all kind of debuting yeah, actually that'd still. be all of us but yeah this is a friendly reminder we started this april 1st yeah. for a reason everybody give us grace we're, just kidding we're learning yeah <laughs> um anyway so we heard a really powerful testimony mm-hmm. from cindy giuliani mm-hmm. on the last one um about her journey um just through a difficult childhood, different things, ended up uh, in the LGBTQ community and how the Lord met her um, and changed everything through his power. And so I want to officially, Cindy, welcome you back. (laughs) Thanks for joining us again. Um, We're glad, you know, we kind of may have helped you captive a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can't leave. Um, But thank you for being with us again. Uh, because we, Wendy actually is the wise one. That's like, <laughs> we should do two. <laughs> There's a lot here. So much. Yeah. And even in the first one, I felt mm-hmm. like. Oh, we can unpack that for another hour, but. We kind of did beforehand. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we had a preliminary unpacking and then, yeah. This segments. is the official unpacking. Yeah. yeah. So, Cindy, thanks again for being back. Um, in the last podcast we did, you talked about your journey, talked about how the Lord delivered you. And some of the, the end was just some of the precious moments that you had with Jesus after that moment where he changed you. And, um, if, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that one because her, her journey and your story with Jesus is just so such sweet surrender and it wasn't a program or a person or a church or a, one a, thing. It, it wasn't, wasn't one thing. thing that was the answer for your life. It was just a quiet moment where the Lord inserted himself. And it's such a cool story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we're back and we want to hear more because there's just... She's such an awesome human. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. But um, we want to hear more, Cindy, about how the Lord took you from that place and has used your past and used your life and your story in the lives of others. Um, and at the end, you know, we want to talk about uh, a rise together again and make sure everyone understands, you know, what that is, how they can help, or, you know, all of that. But let's begin with... Um, when the Lord began to take what he had done, the redemption, and bring purpose and and a different kind of restoration to that. Yeah, so it's always fun to be raw and vulnerable. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it never gets easier, but. <laughs> it was so ironic because that came up in the last episode and she's like, oh, I was always trying to protect myself. We're like, hey, join our podcast where you're going to tell, <laughs> tell everything. Tell your whole story. <laughs> yeah, but if I could use it for God's glory, because that's what it's about. Amen. Um, then I'm here for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, God used me, um, as he was started to grow me uh, in his word, you know, he he led me to the girls' juvenile facility. Um, you know, I was praying about, you know, where, where God do you want me to go? And I felt like, uh, you know, there was just a, 
I did. I went there with a friend and was visiting, but I didn't want to go there. It's like I didn't want to work with teenagers, and this is a place where God sends me to uh, minister to troubled teens. And but I remember the first day I walked into that dorm with those girls that uh, I saw me in them, and that brokenness that was inside of me, and it just broke my heart. And there was such a connection there uh, for for God to allow me to see that. Uh, behind that rough, you know, exterior that there were so many broken girls in that place just yearning for someone to love them mm-hmm. and to help them. And that's, it's like I was looking inside myself. I was just thinking as you were saying that, the similarity of them protecting themselves mm-hmm. through all of that exterior, just like you did. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, so so for them, the juveniles, you know, uh, that were in there at the time, you know, they were acting out in certain ways, you know, as that protection. And I'm sure I did a lot of those things too, but just never got caught or uh, disciplined <laughs> for it. <laughs> but um, so that's where my journey started as far as uh, as far as what I look at now as ministry. I didn't really know I was in ministry. I was just like going out there because I loved the love on these girls. And uh, I loved Jesus and I wanted to, them to know him and how much that he loved them. And so I would take uh, the Bible studies out there and uh, was I was learning the Bible as I was teaching them and I mean, I had lots of questions that I couldn't answer. And, uh, you know, I was just like, I don't know, but let's look it up together. Or, <laughs> you know, I'll find out next time I come. Um, and, I, and I think that's just, uh, you know, how God was growing me just in that raw, organic form. Um, you know, I, was, I wasn't a disciplined person in my life. So I feel like God allowed me to even grow up in him undisciplined, you know, mm-hmm. to learn who he was, to just be organic with who I was and, and how I was going to learn and experience him uh, without it being formal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was a that was a good start for me just to jump in there and and as he as he was teaching me, I was teaching them and learning and growing and uh, was out there for six years. And so that really and at the same time was going to my church and helping with uh, inner city ministry. We were busing kids in from the inner city and mm-hmm. ministering to them. And um, so that really all just. Fed, fed my spirit as well as given me a place to serve and to grow in Christ. That's awesome. Do you have any questions, Wendy? I feel like I've been doing all the talks. Yeah. Okay. Is that okay? okay? I'm just enthralled with the stories. I know. So I, I get, was just I like lost in the, the moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. I was like, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I guess well, I'll say one thing. One one word keeps coming to mind, Cindy. Every time that you tell the next layer of your story, the next you know part of it is just the the word courageous. I like I walking a road that again I think we mentioned on the last podcast that you were trying to figure out, but it didn't stop you from courageously stepping in and trying to influence other people for Christ. So for all those out there that are scared about sharing their faith or um, it's like, I can't think of a more courageous thing to do is to be navigating the road that you've been navigating while you're learning this new life and then sharing with other people and saying, Hey, I want, I love Jesus so much. I want you to know him too. So it's just courageous. So I'll throw that in there. (laughs) Well, it feels great. It didn't feel courageous in the beginning. Uh, I think it it does more so now. And uh, today, it feels a little more courageous. But um, I think you know, in the beginning, it was just like, 
And I, and I still have this heart now. I want people to know who Jesus is. I want them to know his love for them. And, you know, how we encounter that is just such a simple thing, uh, you know, just just believing that he died for our sins and, and that God loves us so much that he sent Jesus to do that. And, you know, that's I guess that's my drive is to, because I think God's been misrepresented a lot of times uh, as this God who punishes or we look, at him through our own broken lens. And so we don't see his goodness. Uh, you know, we see, you know, that there's, we maybe view him through a bad parent or uh, another frame of reference that we have that, you know, if we do something right, then we're loved. And if we don't, then we're not. And yeah. that's not who God is. And so um, I felt like that God continued to just love on me you know, through this process of, and so that's kind of what drew me to continue to walk with him is that even though, even though I did encounter, you know, the body of Christ who I didn't feel so much love for at times. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't feel like, it's like I ha- I felt like I had a reference that somehow they didn't have. Hmm. Uh, a lot of people that I met and it's like, what, you know, what, I don't even know what you're, what you're trying to say to me hmm. because it's like this, this, this place comes from a place of love. And I, and I think if we don't get that, if we don't get that God loves us so much that he, that he puts these parameters around us and he puts this uh, fence around us to save us from ourselves, to save us from our own sin and depravity, that we're missing the point of who he is uh, and that we will just continue off in our own, with our own, trying to, trying to gain our own rights right. rather than walking in God's righteousness. Wow, that's really good. So um, we talked before, I have all kinds of questions. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and start if that's okay. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we, uh, there there are two people that come to mind. Um, one is uh, the church in general. And you alluded to it a little bit, but we'll talk a little bit more about like the church response. Um, because especially those I think who, well, I mean, people have strong views in their faith um, because of scripture, because they believe truth, right? And we believe in truth, even when it hurts. We believe truth covered in love. Like Jesus is both at the same time, extremely loving. It's why he told the truth, but he also told the truth in extremely loving ways. Um, And he never did it wrong. So, um, So with all of that said, um, you know, it is, uh, when someone comes to church with, a, a same sex partner, um, there can be this feeling, I think among people in the church of what do we do? Like, you know, you can't not know what's going on if they're, you know, we've, I've seen situations where, you know, arms around each other and stuff like that. And so it's, it's very clear in front. Um, can you just speak some wisdom <laughs> to the church? I'm like, maybe, you know, you've definitely seen some things of what not to do. <laughs> um, but can you just kind of, you, you have the perspective that I think, you know, I know so many of us don't have, which is how it feels to walk into a church. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, what's a great way, what would be a better way for us to respond? I mean, I, I, I get that there's the protection of, you know, 
just trying to protect you know young people or something from seeing a, a situation like that or uh, but at the same time if we lay all that aside and we look at people as um, you know for some reason they're in this church today mm-hmm. for some reason they're visiting you know what is God's plan in that and I think we all have judgments that we have to come to the table with uh, and deal with in our lives whether it be a standard of living or you know, uh, you know, rich, poor, uh, you know, someone who's homeless or whatever, you know, we have these views that, uh, you know, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what I'll embrace, what is scary to me. And I think that with, with the LGBTQ community, I mean, I think there are some people genuinely seeking a relationship with Christ and maybe they're there. Maybe one of those partners are there sincerely and maybe the other one's being dragged along, or maybe they're both <laughs> there sincerely. I don't know, you right. know. But I mean, I think that we can't be so uh, so standoffish and shocked by that that we don't take time to get to know the people, mm-hmm. you know, that we don't take time to to come up and introduce ourselves and to and to and to find out who they are. And, yeah. And you know, thanks for visiting, and you know, uh, and just to get just to draw them in to that place of community that they may be searching for. Yeah. So, um, when, like, let's say those steps are taken and, and, you know, this, you're forming a relationship with this person and, you know, loving on them. Um, but there's a discovery that they are wanting or believe or that God should affirm their relationship the way it is. And that God is actually, um, okay with it that he would approve that that it's by his hand the relationship exists like so can you kind of guide through a response to that yeah and I think that's it I don't think it starts there I think it starts with is that better yeah just trying to get right yeah I think it starts with um you know as you get to know people uh you know there's a lot of people that say they believe in Christ that they're saved. Um, but there's a lot of people that I've encountered that as I get in a relationship with them, I really discover what they mean by that. And, you know, that that salvation really is uh, not really a surrendered life, um, but it's just one of, you know, maybe like what I encountered when I was younger, that I was just, it was my ticket into heaven, you know, and not going to hell. But I really didn't know what that transaction really meant with, you know, there's a holy God who wants me connected to him in relationship and without that uh i will go on living in my depravity and i will call it good uh you know and i will be deceived but if somebody really wants to have a relationship with christ and and they're i don't think that you can dive into god's word and really uh be in relationship with him and and think that and seek that affirmation for sin for something that's sinful in your life. I think there's a conviction that the Holy Spirit brings when we're when we're asking God, when we're putting it before him and when we're saying, "God, I know that you are holy and that you are righteous." And so we can't take his word out of the Bible and change it to fit what we feel uh the support, you know, our desires. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times that's what people do. They think that they're okay and so I think as as you 
build relationship with people that you have a right to speak into their life on that and to see what their frame of salvation really even is. Uh, you know, what does that mean to them? And, you know, I think just not even in that community, I think there's a lot of people sitting in the church today that, that don't have that surrendered life to Christ, that, that don't have that understanding of how holy and loving God is and that he is not asking us for part of our life. Right. Mm-hmm. He's asking us for all of our life mm-hmm. and every aspect of it so that when I get to this place of uh, surrender to him in the beginning and then I have to learn how to walk out that sanctification process mm-hmm. and God is asking me to lay this down, uh, to lay down this sexual desire that I have, to lay down this same-sex attraction that I have. For me, it was like, Lord, I, I dealt with loneliness and loneliness was the toughest thing that I had to deal with. It was like, I don't want to be alone, and I don't want to be with a man. And I hear a lot of women, especially that are in the gay lifestyle, say that. you know. And so for me, it was like, but I know God has something better to fill that loneliness within me if I just trust him. And I didn't always trust him. I mean, after six years of ministry, I ran back into a relationship and you know, gave that up. And But it was only six months later that I came back to Christ because I knew that what, what I had with him was so much better than what I thought I was missing. And so I think we have to let people journey that and speak the truth in that, that, you know, what God's word said is true. And so if we believe that, and if we believe he's a true and loving God and that he doesn't lie, Mm -hmm. that Satan is the one who's lying to us and deceiving us that we can't take his word out of the Bible and say, well, it's okay today for you to live uh, in this lifestyle. It's okay that, that God made you a woman and you want to be a man now. That's not what God orchestrated, you know, or vice versa. You know, those aren't the things that God set up. So we're creating images and idols of things that we want to satisfy our own desires and the own lust of our flesh, mm-hmm. rather than saying, okay, God has something better. This holy God who created us, who knit us together in our mother's womb, who wants us to experience the totality of who he is in holiness so that one day we will be with him. Uh, You know, to walk this out on the earth is hard, but he is with us through the Holy Spirit as we surrender our lives to him. And it's just that surrender. And some people just, you know, he gives us over to our will. Yeah. And so it's a matter of, do you really want to do that? So as far as in the church, I think it's just a matter of walking in relationship and speaking the truth and love. And um, if people are convicted and they don't want to hear that truth, um, you know, maybe God's dealing with them. And maybe, I think we just all have to be sensitive to how the Holy Spirit is leading us in conversation. Mm-hmm. And, so good. and to not just interject our own thoughts and feelings about it. But is God really leading this conversation, you know, with you? And, and how are we standing up to that? Or Because or, to me, it's like, how do you embrace somebody who's in the church who's living together and not married and who are sleeping together? Yeah. And who's got their arms around each other. Right. And who are, you know, all these other things are happening. It's like, so we have to be careful not to, because the homosexual lifestyle has become an identity and it's worn on the outside. It's presented on the outside that it's, it's, it needs to be treated like any other fallen behavior that we have in this world. It's like without Christ, we're going to live in that brokenness and that fallenness Mm -hmm. and, you know, we'll, we as people will call it a sin, this or that or the other, but it's really an unbelief that there's a holy God that we serve. And so do we believe in him? Mm-hmm. 
or do we have all these false beliefs that we're just catering to? And I think that's the point a lot of times is that we're interjecting our own judgments, we're interjecting our own thoughts, and we're not letting the Holy Spirit give time to lead those conversations. We believe in him and who he is, or we yes. don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you said a quote um, when you were talking about surrender. I just wanted to quote you because it was so good. And you said, um, at some point, you have to get to a place where you ask the question, what part of my life am I not willing to surrender? And answer that. Because if there is a part, then there's unbelief mm-hmm. if yeah. you're not willing to surrender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, that's tough, but but God is so gracious and merciful. To, when I look at that, and I look at that uh, that word, and I think about how God uh, ministered to my brokenness and healed the wounds within me that were deep, uh, he was gentle, mm-hmm. you know, he was tender, mm-hmm. and he didn't expose everything all at once that he needed to change in me, you know, because if he did, I would just like be overwhelmed, right? <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yes. you know, God just, as we walk, this out with him, he starts, we start, be, he says, draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. Yeah. So as we draw close to him and he draws close to us, then his light shines brighter on those areas that are still hidden in the dark in our lives and that he exposes them so that we can deal with them. Because once we bring it to the light and it's exposed, that's something that we can address. Mm-hmm. And, and so he's not going to do that with everything in our life uh, at one time, but he is going to do that as we walk with him. And it's a journey. It's a lifetime journey until we get to heaven. Mm-hmm. Which we appreciate that when it's us, but when it's other people, we're like, right. come yeah. on, what's your problem? Right. Like, get your act together. Right. <laughs> but I, show, I so appreciate, Cindy, how you describe that because that is the walk that all of us are on, right? right. Mm-hmm. This is not unique to you or Tina or myself. This is the walk. And we all have different areas of brokenness. Right. And God, we don't rank sin in the church, unfortunately. I feel like there's a rank. Like, this is worse than that. Mm-hmm. But being separated from God and not believing in him and being a follower, that's the issue. Right. And then the rest of your life is living that out, that, sur- that sweet surrender that's super hard but beautiful and sweet at the same time. Uh, yeah. It is, and there's such a reward and blessing. You know, it hasn't always been hard. For, it hasn't always been easy. It's never been easy for me to, to walk where God's asked me to walk. I never thought I would be in full-time ministry. Um I'm a workaholic and was always task oriented and he put me in a place to sit down and be quiet and listen and be relational. And I'm like, and <laughs> so it's like, what do you do with that? <laughs> it's, like, it's, so, it's like, you know, it's like, I know how to do tasks and complete them and feel good about it. But when you're in relationships, it's messy. There's no end. There's no, you know, there's a beginning, but there's, you don't know where the middle and the end is and it's right. and it gets messy and um, it's just hard. So, uh, you know, we just all have to be patient and graceful with each other. Right. Hey everyone, it's the Shooting Straight Podcast. This is Tina Pavey. And hey, we have been so blessed to have Cindy Giuliani with us from Arise Together. We wanna make sure that we give you the opportunity to understand Arise Together and what it is she does. So please make sure to check out the show notes. We will have a link and information on how you can support her and her ministry in setting young women free. We're all about freedom. We're all about love and truth. Thanks again for the Shooting Straight podcast. All right, with that, love truth even when it hurts. Right. 
Um, okay, so I have another question. Unless, Wendy, do you have, can you, all right, okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean to, like, take over. That's I just okay. have, my mind is racing with questions. <laughs> okay, so we were talking earlier, you had a really good nugget of wisdom because um, what I shared with you earlier was <clears throat> some of the struggles we've seen in the church are with the youth. Um, the age is getting younger and younger, where kids are almost feeling pressured to take on this identity of being bisexual or homosexual or, you know, pick the label. Um, you know, I cited a story in a public school that I had been told of a young lady in intermediate grade age and a teacher asked the class like, okay, so I want everyone who feels like they're bisexual to stand up. And the majority of the class stood up. And so this, uh, little girl was looking around and of course, you know, you don't want to be the only one sitting, right? Put yourself in the mindset of being in that age. And um, so she stands and goes home and declares, well, I, I guess I'm bisexual now because this happened. And so I stood up. And so I guess that's what I, now that that happened, that's what I am. Um, this kind of stuff is happening in schools all over our country. Um, you see it in entertainment um, being glorified, um, in, in all kinds of movies and TV shows, cartoons. Um, and so one of the struggles that we deal with is helping parents when they have a child or a teenager that comes home and says, Hey mom, dad, guess what? Uh, this is what I am now. Um, and so I think, you know, putting ourselves back in that junior high, high school mindset, what would you say to a parent that is like their world is turned upside down, their head is spinning, they love their child so much, like none of us like to see our kids in pain or anguish or upset, um, but this is the thing that's being thrown at them um, among all the other myriad of things that get thrown at parents. This is kind of a biggie. So what would you say to a parent that said, Hey, uh, I don't know what to do or what to say. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. And I don't think you can put a blanket. Uh, there's not a blanket answer to that. I think that with each family, each family is different. Each family dynamic is different. Each student is different. And, you know, we are being taught, the kids are being taught these things in school now. And so to me, it's like youth has, you know, at a younger, younger age, everything's being sexualized. And so, you know, if we even think about same sex attraction, you know, there was a time when sex was sex and not an, not an identity. And so now it's looked at as an identity of, you know, your sexual preference is your identity. And, and so when we're dealing with that in, in the schools, I think that, I think there's hope in knowing that, you know, that it's not rooted uh, when a child comes home and says something like that, that there is, that there needs to be exploration uh, and questions, like asking that child, what, what is their, what does that even mean? You know, when you, when you declare this, what are you even saying? Do they even understand what they're, uh, you know, what they're, what they're putting a tag on themselves or what somebody else has labeled them? Uh, do they even understand what, where that comes from or what that means? And I think it's just a matter of parents having a conversation with their children uh, without without being shocked. You know, it's like I do a, a women's ministry for at-risk adults, women who have experienced prostitution and 
uh, sex trafficking and uh, all kinds of things. And, you know, they they come to me in this brokenness. And, and I know, I remember when I started hearing stories, even at the girls' school, where these kids and, and these women would say all these things that have happened to them. And it was like the trauma of it hit my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like, you know, you're standing there with your mouth open, like how can anybody survive that? and be here today and and I think I think what I've learned over time is to just listen and receive that without the shock factor because they're just you know sometimes you just get things uh, thrown up on you as I look at it you know with the with the emotions involved and even with these children you know they're they're they've got so many emotions involved in the things that are being thrown at them today that they're just there's there's so much confusion in even who they are you know it's so yeah. I think it, I think a parent can really sit down especially uh, you know someone who is uh, a Christian and walking with with the, with God to ask the Holy Spirit to lead that conversation but to really speak to those children asking questions what what is their frame of reference for that what does it mean to them and and I think you'll find out that they really there aren't roots there aren't deep roots to those things they're just things that have been spoken yeah you know, and they're in the air. And so, you know, it's like being the cool kid, you know, it's like, it's cool now it's a to fad. be something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's becoming that way so much that, um, you know, unfortunately because of the sexualization, uh, and the promiscuity and, and the perversion that's out there right now, uh, you know, we do battle against spirits. Uh, and so to me, that's a lot of that spiritual realm out there is in that, in, is in that perversion, and that promiscuity, and I'm not saying that people who live in that lifestyle are perverted, but I'm saying there's a perverted spirit behind it, and that, you know, Satan always tries to get our children at a young age, you know, it's like I was exploited when I was a kid, and I know that wasn't God's plan, but God can take that and, you know, make something good out of it, you know, we live in a fallen world, and so just addressing those things head on, I think we we don't have time to beat around the bush, right, Uh, nowadays, they're getting exposed to it, Right. So we can't be afraid to talk about it mm-hmm. and to really see where what they think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which brings up the importance of being the priest and priestess of the home. And you need to be in the word of God with your kids and explaining mm-hmm. like God created them, male and female. and uh, Marriage is between a man and a woman early on mm-hmm. as their foundation of truth. Because I, I thought that was really good what you said. And I appreciated the clarification when you were talking about exploring it that you didn't mean exploring whether it was right or wrong or how they really felt but exploring like where did you get that what does that mean to you like Mm -hmm. just kind of figuring out why they're even saying such a thing and you know it really can help drive your level of concern and all of that and I love what you said about it not being rooted that is such a hopeful I think for any parent that has a child come home and and say that to have that thought that this isn't rooted that deep, mm-hmm. like they're 11, you know, that's, oh, that's so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think if we take, if we take, uh, you know, we look at everything through the culture, the Americanized culture that we live in today. And I know for me, even it's like when people were trying to get me to dress different, like I would have these visions of if I lived in Africa, would this be happening? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, and, and so I put myself in different countries and think, you know, with different situations and say, would this even be an issue here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I think sometimes we have to like take those situations and like when a child is saying something like that, um, 
you know, to sit down and say, you know, let's, let's look at truth together with that kid. You know, let's look at, see how, who you are to God and how he identifies you because our identity is in him and anything else is false. And so it's, it's even taking those labels that you're a nerd or you're stupid or you're this or you're that. It's like, those are lies as well. Mm -hmm. You know, those are things that people come up with just to, you know, we live in a fallen world. And so these labels are always going to be attached to us. And how do we battle them all? We have to battle them all with who God says we are. That is so good. Mm-hmm. Wendy, I'm going to give you the last word. We're about out of time. Do you have anything you want to ask or contribute? There's been I saw you taking notes over there. Yeah. So I want to. Yeah. No, I think um, I can't remember if we talked about this in the last podcast, but I know we have in previous of just just the importance of sharing our stories. And I just want to thank you again for sharing yours because it is so powerful. And like we were talking about um, a little bit earlier, I just think all of us can relate to pieces of that, how you're feeling, even if it's not exactly the same road, we can relate to um, having some type of brokenness in our life and that journey and the courage that it takes to um, seek out God and his will and um, share our stories with other people to help influence their life, but also build that community of support as we're all trying to journey and do this together. (laughs) None of us are perfect this side of heaven, right? And so um, we're all in the same place. We're just doing a little bit of, um, yeah, a different road. And so just having compassion for each other and extending grace and always stepping forward in love, you can never go wrong, right? It's just stepping forward and respecting people and loving them um, enough that, to tell the truth enough to tell the truth and mm-hmm. that is what Jesus modeled for us and that is our goal um, that we strive for every day so well again, said thank you. well said yes. Cindy what an honor man thank you so so much we're gonna have to wrap this up for time but hey everyone we just want to thank you so much for being on the shooting straight podcast with us I'm Tina and I'm Wendy and that's Cindy and we love <laughs> truth even when it hurts yes we do